Hello. Hello and hi and welcome. Hi. hi. Hello. <laughs> oh man, how was your week? It has been a week, my dude. Mhm. I am so tired. I am so tired. <laughs> um, but the construction aspect of the set is done. Yay. I just have to paint. And all the lights are hung. Um, just need to focus. That's so impressive. Like, did you have set construction capabilities before this? I mean, I took the classes in college. Yeah. Wow. I'm so impressed. I, I didn't. And <laughs> so, like, if somebody was like, here, build a set, I'd be like, um, I mean, don't even know where to start. It's not like I'm building, like, staircases and facades and all of that. I built walls in a, in a box that has someone inside of it. That is still impressive to me. I'm going to burn the box when it's done. But <laughs> Yeah, I think you should. Um, you should just, like, office space it and take it out to a field and just... Also, it was so irritating because I went to buy all the lumber and the guy was like, do you want it all to be straight? And I was like, yes. What? How is that a question? Of course I want it to be straight. It's lumber. That's the point of it. And he was like, well, I don't think all of it's going to be straight. And I was like, well, as much as you can then. So a lot of it is not straight. And like, like the wood is warped. Yeah. The wood is super warped. Um, so some of it, I just beat into submission with screws and supports. Um, there's one main part of the box that you can super tell is warped and it drives me insane. Uh, but it's fine. It's fine. The construction aspect is done. We just got to paint. And so I am fine. Great. It's Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, mm-hmm. How about you? How was your week? Uh, same. Minus the construction part of it. So not same, but... Uh, yeah, I'm glad that it's Saturday and I'm glad that the week is behind me. Um, my head has been awful for like a solid week, like truly, truly terrible. Um, I don't think that I have stayed awake past 7.30 all week because I get home from work and just immediately go to bed because that is all that I can handle doing. Um, Which, like, has not been great for, like, mental health of, like, I'm spending all day at work and then I'm immediately and going to sleep, sleep and waking up and going back to work. That's so. exactly what this week was for me. I was at the theater and then I came home, fell asleep, woke up, went back to the theater. Yeah, it's terrible and it's brutal. Awful. Um, But I – yesterday was my RDO, so I was home yesterday, which was nice and really needed. Um. And so I just, like, kind of took all of the blankets downstairs and, like, got a camping pad because we've got this, like, short, shitty little couch right now as a placeholder because, like, our couch broke a while ago and we just were wanting to move. So we're not buying a couch until we move in case it doesn't fit in whatever place we end up going to. So it's kind of our, like, no, this is – we're going to move. (laughs) So we just have this, like, short little shitty couch. So I, like – I like got a camp pad and like moved the table and like set up a little like cozy fort nest downstairs mm-hmm. and snuggled with cats all day and that helped a little bit. Um, 
That's good. But today it's it's very windy, so it's uh, back mm. a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's not. It's really shitty, but it is. It could be worse. So true. Uh, that's what I'm trying to run with. <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, we're all. We're. This is adulthood, right? Question. I mark. guess. <laughs> I. I mean, I hope not, but I guess. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna go out to the valley this afternoon. Um. And yeah. So that'll be nice. That'll and be also, we're getting Sonic because. The Valley has yeah. a Sonic now, yeah. and we have yet to go. Yeah. Um, so Is it like the ridiculous Olive Garden thing where when it opened, there were, like, hour-long waits? Oh, my God. By hour-long, I mean, like, three hours long? Yeah. No, the, it was unbelievable. Like, I think that still at, like, peak, like, rush hour times, it's an insane wait to get to Sonic, which is so I stupid. It's so stupid and so, like, I remember when we first moved up here um, and uh, Matt Valley Credit Union had just gotten its first, like, drive-up ATM and it was, like, the first one in the Valley. And they had, like, just gotten it when we moved up and, like, nobody knew how to use it. Like, we we would watch people get out of their cars and, like, go stand at the thing (laughs) all the time, all the time. And, like, me and my family were always just, like, Alaska come on you guys you guys come on you guys we could do it we could be people (laughs) I love it so much yeah it's kind of the best so amazing um yeah so we're gonna do Sonic today I'm very excited about that and uh yeah that's awesome you're gonna be in a show soon fuck yeah I'm gonna be in a show soon finally rehearsal start on Monday and I'm very excited about it Oh my god, that's yeah. so close. I know it's so close. I'm real stoked about it. Um, as you should be. So that'll be great. Yeah. Welcome to Babe Town, Taylor. Oh my god, welcome to Babe Town, Reagan. <laughs> Are you having some uh, some coffee? I am having some coffee. I have a white claw on standby. Oh wow. Um, Look at you. What do you What do you have? I'm definitely drinking alcohol. <laughs> what are you drinking? Never. Are you drinking water? And coffee. So you're drinking coffee and water, and I'm drinking coffee and Clow. maybe maybe a clow <laughs> at some point. Um, you do you. I went to Darwin's uh, the Friday before yesterday, a week yeah. ago, <laughs> is how normal people say it. Yeah. And um, she was like, what do you want? And I was like, can I get a clow? And she was like, do you want a mango clow? <laughs> I was like, I love I love that it didn't even phase her at all. Like she just like immediately ran with calling it a clow. <laughs> um, I also love that. And also, if you're listening back to this episode, did we already talk about this? No, I oh. just uh, accidentally burped into my microphone while I was breathing in, <laughs> and I don't really know how that worked, but we'll leave it in. There might be it. a little weird noise. Can't wait. Whoops. No, we did not already talk about that in the last 10 minutes. Great. Well, no, because I had already told that story to somebody last week. And I like had a moment of like, oh, my God, am I repeating a story that was already on our podcast? (laughs) I do that all the time. It's like, oh, no. There's so many times where I'm like, did I already tell you this? (laughs) Yeah. Because I, yeah, that's, 
that's where I live. That's my mm-hmm. life. It's just yeah. accidentally telling stories over and over and over. <laughs> it's going to be really fun when we're like old and have an excuse for being senile. <laughs> because right now there is none. There no. is no excuse. No. No. I, uh, I miss Alaska so much. I miss every single thing about it. I miss Darwin's. I miss the conference. I miss, the, I just, it's all of it. It's gotten to the point. Like, I think it's like eight months when I hit my wall of like, I need to go back. Mm-hmm. I need to go back. I miss everything. It's all I think about all the time. And I am smack dab in that right now. Mm. So next time you go to Darwin's, just, uh, don't like hug anything there, but like maybe give the give the table a little pat for me. I'll get a clow and then I'll just pour it out on the floor for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just just dump it right out. Yeah. I love it. Um Yeah. Reagan. Yes, Taylor. <laughs> In the smoothest of smooth transitions. My god, it's so smooth. What year was your babe born? My babe was born in 1867. Um, that's great. You're going first. And also, Ooh. can I guess who you're doing? Yes. Are you doing Madam C.J. Walker? Hell yeah, I am. Yes, you are. Oh, my God. That's so fun because that means that we're doing very similar ladies this week. Are we? <laughs> yeah. I love that we accidentally have themes all the time. Yeah. Um. That's great. Yeah, I'm definitely doing Madam C.J. Walker, which I figured you would know once I gave you all four of the... I was like, well, this isn't super secretive, but... No, I love it. There is so much about her that I did not know. Here we go. Okay, so... um, Madam C.J. Walker was born Sarah Breedlove on December 23rd, right before Christmas... Oh. In 1867, on a cotton plantation near Delta, Louisiana, and both of her parents had just been freed. They were named Owen and Minerva. And oh I, my I God! <laughs> I love them. I both of those names are two of my favorite names. Isn't it precious? Um, she was the fifth child that they had, and she was the first member of her family to be born free. Oh my God. Wow. Insane and horrible and wonderful. And so I have a lot of emotions about that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, Owen and Minerva passed away within two years of each other. So by the time she was seven, she was an orphan. Oh my God. Jeez. Um, so she was sent to live with her older sister, Luvinia and her brother-in-law, Luvinia's husband, um, and his name was Jesse Powell and he was a dick, but we're going to get to that. Her brother-in-law. Correct. Okay. Um, so in 1877, Sarah and her sister and brother-in-law moved to Vicksburg, Mississippi, where she started working, picking cotton and probably did housework, but there isn't a paper trail for that. So it's not whatever. Uh, most likely she did both. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that good old Jesse, stupid brother-in-law, uh, was abusing her. And we're not sure how, but when she was 14, she ran away. Um, both from him and from her 
terrible working conditions. Mm-hmm. And she married a man named Moses McWilliams. What and a name. I, I, right? I had to like extra enunciate because it's like a man named Moses you know? <laughs> yeah. So she and Moses uh, get married. And then on June 6th, 1885, they have their first child. And it's a daughter. And yeah. I think her name is Aaliyah. It might be Alelia. But I think it's Aaliyah. Okay. You know, different accounts, different mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. We're going to go with Leah. So two years later, Moses dies. Um, so she is now 20 years old and a single mother. And she moved a widow to. And an orphan. A widow and an orphan. Yes. Wow. Brutal. Yes. And a domestic violence survivor. Wow. Um, so she takes Leah. They move to St. Louis where her brothers work as barbers. And she began working as a washerwoman where she was earning a whopping $1.50 a day. But it was enough to send her daughter to public school. So then she also attends public school at night because she does not quit ever. Wow. It's amazing. I cannot imagine being a single mother at 20, working all day, and then going to school at night. Are you serious? So much Ugh. coffee. So, I mean, <laughs> so much coffee. It's just inject it directly into your veins. So, 1894, she yep. gets married again, but the marriage was quote unquote troubled, so they split pretty quickly. But she had become a member of the um, African Methodist Episcopal Church, where she met a bunch of like really like um what's the word i'm looking for they were um motivated they had a lot of ambitious um ambitious leading women and men okay. and their like education and their success like she's just super inspired by all of these people so in the 1890s she unfortunately developed a scalp condition that caused her to lose her hair oh. so naturally she starts trying different like at-home remedies and store-bought hair care treatments and nothing's really working. Uh, enter a woman named Annie Turnbow Malone. Annie was a successful black hair care entrepreneur who hired Sarah as one of her like commission agents to sell her stuff in 1905. And so, um, I guess we could just call her Madam CJ or we could call her Sarah. Let's call her Sarah. Okay. Uh, so Sarah and Leah moved to Denver, Colorado to start working for Annie in Denver. She met her third husband, Charles J Walker, and he was working in advertising. Some people called him a newspaper man. Some people called him an advertiser. I'm not really sure what 1905 newspaper business looked like. Right. <laughs> I really know up until about 1900 because that's when the Newsies happens and then I'm out. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing. That's like Come being on. like, that's like being like, I know a lot about Victorian barbershops because I've seen Sweeney Todd. Up until Sweeney Todd. And then the <laughs> yes, I see no problem with that. <laughs> These are all based on fact. How dare you? That's true. How very dare you. Um. <laughs> It didn't even occur to me that the Newsies could be like, <laughs> like, obviously I know that the story <laughs> of Jack Kelly is fiction. I know. That. 
but like the history aspect that's true right i have no idea i like pulitzer and hearst and no this is me telling you that i've never seen newsies that's what i thought okay the movie or the show Right. I've never listened to it. I don't know really anything about it, except that Christian Bale was in it when he was a wee child. Oh, hilarious. It never gets old. That's he all that I know about break, it. break, and then a horse comes in. It's one of the funniest scenes. And, <laughs> and they, like, it. swing around on, like, light poles and shit. They do. Like, they're they swing, singing in the rain. That's the extent of my Newsies knowledge. And they yep. are, like, selling newspapers. They sure are. See? See? You're an expert. There we go. So anyway, Sarah, um, <laughs> her husband, probably not a newsie, um, but he works in the business. Okay. Uh, so that's when she started going by Madam C.J. Walker for obvious reasons. So while they're in Colorado, husband Charles is helping Sarah develop advertisements for her hair care products and her methods of straightening because they were all working and he was like, hey, you should tell people about this. And she was like, okay. Right. Um, so then in 1907, they begin traveling around the South promoting what she called her Walker method, which included her own formula for hair care products. And uh, one of them that came to her in a dream and a large black man in her dream told her to start selling it. And so she was like, okay. It turns out it was very, very good. Um and the use of a heated comb, although she gets credit a lot for inventing the straightening comb, but she did not do that. She used oh. a heat comb. Okay. So, little fact. Little fun fact. Um, fun fact. Yeah. So her profits continue to grow, and by the following year, she had opened an entire factory and a beauty school in Pittsburgh. And then two years later, she had moved manufacturing to Indianapolis and had earned what today would be multiple millions of dollars wow yeah it's it's fucking it's going man people are liking it so not only did the manufacturer develop beauty products but they also trained beauticians that she called walker agents that would travel throughout african-american communities in the south and promote quote loveliness and cleanliness <laughs> as a way of promoting african-american status like Socially and politically. Mm -hmm. um, so you know how companies give awards and trips and stuff to their employees, apparently? Yes. Mine, mine doesn't, but apparently some of them do. So she was doing the same thing back in the early 1900s. And she would have, like, conferences that not only celebrated sales, but everybody who worked for her that was philanthropic or people who worked for her that dedicated themselves to educational efforts amongst African-American communities. Like those were the kind of people that she sought out and um, raised up in her That's company, so cool. which I think is so cool. Um, so 1913, Sarah and Charles divorce and she took her company international to the Caribbean and Latin America Meanwhile, Aaliyah was in Harlem, New York, um, purchasing property because she had an eye for real estate and was like, this is going to be a huge potential market. We need to get into New York. So ultimately, uh, Sarah, Madam C.J. Walker, employed 40,000 African-American women and men 
in the U.S., Central America, and the Caribbean. Wow. Can you, am I, like, that, that would be impressive for today, yes. let alone the early 1900s. 40,000 people. I cannot wow. even, like, that's Dang. a lot of dollars. Yeah. But you're also paying each one of them multiple, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, so 1916, she returns from the Caribbean and moves into her brand newly purchased Harlem townhouse, um, where she starts overseeing major things, but leaves day-to-day operations to her four lady in Indianapolis. So then while she's in Harlem, she becomes super involved in the Harlem Renaissance and she's super philanthropic. She's creating educational scholarships. She's going to homes for the elderly, uh, or giving, sorry. Well, she's also going, but she's giving to homes for the elderly. <laughs> um, donating to the NAACP, the National Conference on Lynching, which had to be a thing. Wow. What the fuck? There was a national Wow. I just can't. Um, and she's just giving to all of these organizations that focused on improving the lives of African Americans. Um, she was also, she donated the most money of any African-American person to the Indianapolis YMCA in 1913. Wow. Uh, she founded the National Negro Cosmetics Manufacturers Association in 1917. In 1917, in July, this is a bummer, um, there were a mob of white people. That murdered over three dozen black people in East St. Louis. What the fuck? On the Illinois side. Yeah, three dozen. Um, so Sarah joined a group of Harlem leaders that went to the White House and presented a petition advocating federal anti-lynching legislation, which didn't exist. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Wow. It's... Just, I cannot even imagine. I, I, there's so much in that that I can't and don't want to realize, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The idea that that was not an expressly forbidden thing always yeah. is. Yeah. Back to good things. Um, she held a convention in Philly that year of her union of workers, which was most likely the first, but definitely one of the first conventions of business women in America. Wow. Yeah. Super cool. Um, she also at that convention said, quote, we should protest until the American sense of justice is so aroused that such affairs as the East St. Louis riot be forever impossible. Man. And I wish that we were at a place. You are right. That we should was, protest until that is a thing. thing. Oh, um, yeah. So the next year, 1918, 20 miles north of New York City, she built a mansion called Villa Luaro that she had an African-American architect design. Um, and her attorney later said, quote, there is nothing to equal it, not even on Fifth Avenue. Wow. So it became like the gathering place of the Harlem Renaissance intellectuals and then was deemed a national historic landmark in 1976. Dang. How cool would that be? 
bunch of like Renaissance buddies go into a mansion to just like talk about stuff. Ugh. Wow. Do art and good deeds. I love it. So cool. Um. Do, 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 do. So okay. The final year of her life, 1919, or I guess 1918 to 1919, um, she had sales exceeding $500,000 just that year, and her total worth topped a million dollars with properties in Harlem, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and St. Louis. Wow. Which I did not do the math, but a million dollars at 1919 to today. A lot. You know, probably like. A hundred million. I don't know. Hang on. It's probably Wait, I've got my computer right here. Hang on. You got it. Nineteen nineteen dollars? Nineteen nineteen year. <laughs> right. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. Or nineteen nineteen dollars in year one. Both would be probably acceptable. Okay. Um adjusted for inflation, a million dollars in nineteen nineteen is equal to fifteen million five hundred and seventy four thousand one hundred and eighty one dollars and eighty two cents. And 82 cents. Mm-hmm. There you have it, folks. Wow. Yeah. So she was very, very successful. Damn. Um, so May 25th, 1919, when she was 51 years old, she died in the villa, either of high blood pressure or kidney failure. Not totally 51. positive. 51. That's so young. It's so young. Um, and the Madam C.J. Walker Company continued operating until 1981, but there is a line of cosmetics and hair care products available at Sephora that have the name Madam C.J. Walker Beauty Culture on them. Oh, my God. Wow, that that's cool? so cool. She left a third of her estate to Aaliyah, and she gave the rest to charities. Wow. Um, and then Aaliyah became a prominent figure in the Harlem Renaissance because she had the strongest mother in the world. Right. Um, in 1927... The Walker Building uh, was an art center that she had begun work on before her death, uh, was opened in Indianapolis, and it was a important African-American cultural center for decades, but now it is also a National Historic Landmark. Um, and then she was a stamp for a while. Oh, wow. As part of the Black Heritage Series. Oh, I love when um, people are stamps. Me too. I love it so much when it's people just, are stamps. I love it. Uh, she was also one of the first American women, period, to be a self-made millionaire. Damn. Not to mention African-American. Um, and then I have I have a whole bunch of quotes. I'm going to pick like two of my favorites. Okay. Because there's so many. Um, uh, okay. I am a woman who came from the cotton fields of the South. From there, I was promoted to the wash tub. From there, I was promoted to the cook kitchen. And from there, I promoted myself into the business of manufacturing hair goods and preparations. Yes, you fucking did. Yes, girl. Um, oh, this one hurts. This is the greatest country under the sun, but we must not let our love of country, our patriotic loyalty, cause us to abate one whit in our protest against wrong and injustice. Cough, cough. <sighs> Cough, cough, cough. Hey, 2020, looking at you. Pay attention. Wow. Oh, okay, one more. I am not satisfied in making money for myself. I endeavor to provide employment for hundreds of women of my race. Mm. Yes, girl. Oh, okay, wow. one more. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't apologize for this. I love this. I love it so much. There's so many. Uh, I got my start by giving myself a start. Yes, girl. Mm. Um, and last one, I promise. 
I had to make my own living and my own opportunity, but I made it. Don't sit down and wait for opportunities to come. Get up and go make them. Wow. Hell yes, Madam C.J. Walker. Amazing. And that's uh, Madam Sarah C.J. Walker's life. That's great. Um, I'm really excited about my source my shit. <laughs> so I'm going to jump into it. Okay. Uh, Biography.com. A lot of great details, as usual. Um, there is an article by Deborah Michaels, Ph.D., on National Women's History Museum. Okay. And then there's a website called madamcjwalker.com that the article I took from was just the Madam Walker essay. But the website is run by Aaliyah Bundles, her, like, great, 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 great granddaughter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? And guess what is coming to Netflix this year? Is it a movie? It's a show. About her? It's called Self Made, and it's starring Octavia Spencer oh my God. and Tiffany Haddish. And oh, I my God. So stoked. I love I'm Tiffany so Haddish. <laughs> I love both of them. I think she's so funny. <laughs> she is. She is. I I could watch Octavia Spencer read a cereal box and I'd be yep. like, wow. Yep. Read it again. I love it so much. I am so freaking excited. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be called self-made and it's coming this year and I'm stoked. That's great. And that is the life of Madam Sarah CJ Walker. Wow. Crazy, That's right? Great. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. All right. I'm going to get all settled with my coffee now. Please do. Um, Reagan. Taylor. Have you ever heard of Valerie Thomas? I don't think so. That's great. Me neither. So. Sorry. The way you said me neither sounded like you still haven't. I'm just reading my research, like yeah. just off of the tabs. So Valerie Thomas um, was born February 8th, 1943 in Maryland. Fun fact about this is that there, I found one website that said that she was born in May, but everywhere else said February. And I was like, okay, it's probably February. Um, she immediately, like as a little kid was fascinated by technology and science. Um, and when she was eight, she found the book, the boy's first book on electronics, which like is a little fucked up that a book boys that gendered ever book. existed. <laughs> Like, it yeah, probably, it's the early 40s. Do. There's probably like, like the boy's first book on mathematics and the girl's oh, first book on dresses. God, it's so fucking stupid. But anyway, so she found this book and like immediately was into it. She brought the book home, hoping that her dad would help work through the projects with her mm -hmm. um, because he was like super interested in electronics, but he didn't. He had like no interest in helping her work through them. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, there's like no information about why, but I'm assuming it's because she was a girl and sure. Cause like every single article mentioned it that he like, didn't want to help her with it. So I don't know. Um, she attended an all girls high school, which again, did not encourage her to take any science or math classes, which but I bet her etiquette was so good. Oh my God. So good. She like knew she like to put the fork on. She absolutely knew about salad forks and dinner forks. God, her posture. And like dessert spoons. Let's just, 
Let's just talk about her posture for a while. Wow, minute. she could fucking run any cotillion. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, she could fucking run with a book <laughs> on her head and it would stay flat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that probably one. that too. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she's not encouraged to take any science or math classes, which like seems crazy to me, but I guess it's the 50s it's still, and it's an all-girl school, so like not that crazy, but stupid. Um, so finally she's able to take one physics course, although there is no information about where she took it or when she took it or how she took it. It just comes up that yes, she took a physics course. Um, so finally she graduates high school, she goes to college. Um, and when she's in college, she's finally able to kind of pursue the fields that she super digs. So she attends Morgan State University in Maryland and she is one of only two women to major in physics. Oof. Amazing. Amazing. Um, obviously, she fucking rocks it. So in 1964, she, um, I think it's directly after she graduates from university, she accepts a position as a data analyst at the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, otherwise known as motherfucking NASA. NASA! Amazing. Um, so within like six years, she's a super highly valued employee. Um, she eventually is asked to manage the Landsat program. Um, and Landsat was the first satellite project to send images of Earth back from space. So cool. super cool. And she's like the head of it. Proving um, once and for all that it is flat. I don't want to hear absolutely round Earth garbage. Listen, you'll never hear round Earth garbage from me. <laughs> um, so because of her work on this project, she becomes internationally known as like the expert contact for any Landsat product like data products thing um so she is kind of the person for it which is pretty incredible um so 1974 she leads a team of 50 people for the lacy so lacy was the large area crop inventory experiment it was a team effort among nasa noaa and the us uh the usda um from the nasa space science data coordinated archive it was described as quote uh, it demonstrated the feasibility of using space technology to automate the process of predicting wheat yield on a worldwide basis. Wowzers. Which is like fascinating to me and such a good idea and from the 70s. I've never ever <laughs> like, thought about. Right. And like, it's such a good idea to figure out from above, basically getting an aerial view of like what wheat crops are going to be doing that yeah. year. I mean, so interesting. Farming. Like, right. This is why we don't work at NASA. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we don't work um, at NASA. There's, there's plenty of reasons that we don't work at NASA. But, <laughs> um, so this project, the Lacey, was considered, quote, an overwhelming success. And it was, she led it, which is really wow. That's awesome. fucking cool. Um, so in 1976, she attended a seminar where she saw an optical illusion based off of concave mirrors. And seeing this made her think, like, okay... So, like, convex mirrors, right, are just going to show a flat image, whereas mm -hmm. concave mirrors are going to show it kind of, like, popping out of the mirror. So it kind of gives it, like, a deeper, I don't know, like, not quite 3D. Yeah, vibe, but it has but like, more it dimension. It kind of pops it out from the mirror. Yeah, yes. Um, so after seeing that, she starts kind of thinking, like, okay, well, maybe we could use this idea in, like, NASA data imagery. So she starts experimenting with concave mirrors and thought that if there were an illusion, 
like an optical illusion that was basically a 3D model, it could give a more accurate data presentation or at least a more interesting data presentation to where you could then kind of use that as a jumping off point for further analysis. Um, so she thought of it not only as a tool for like using commercial televisions where she was like, this could honestly make TV better, um, which it ultimately did. That's it why did. TVs yeah. had <laughs> like, that, that curved. Alert. Yeah. It does. Um, but she also thought that it could be used for NASA's image delivery system. So in 1978, she applies for a patent for what she dubbed the illusion transmitter and received the patent in 1980. Um, some call it an early 3D technology, which is pretty cool. Um, so she worked on so many NASA projects that it's like kind of hard to list them all. Like she worked on um, kind of building the systems that helped with like the Hubble telescope and um, Halley's Comet and like all of these different huge NASA projects. Um, so she ends up receiving the Goddard Space Flight Center Award of Merit from NASA and also the NASA Equal Opportunity Medal. Dang. Aside from all of this, as she's working at NASA, she also was mentoring students, giving them the support that she never got. Oh, which I love and makes me want to cry. Um, and it's just like, yeah. she's doing so much, but her brain is like, you know what? I could also do this. Right. It would have been really nice to have that. Right. I just. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so in 1995, she retires from NASA. After she retires, she uh, serves as an associate at the UMBC Center for Multicore Hybrid Productivity Research. And to this day, <laughs> to this day, she continues to mentor youth that are interested uh, in science. She is now 76, still doing her thing. God bless. And as a last little happy note... Um, NASA still uses her patent invention for the illusion transmitter to this day. Holy crap. Are you serious? Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been, that's, that's crazy that they, wow. Yeah. I'm going to, that's. She's the coolest. She's the coolest. She's the coolest lady. I'm um, always. I love it when people are just like, from the get-go, they're like, you know what I love? Science. Let's do this. And I'm like, I don't understand anything yeah. you're saying to me, but that sounds great. Do it for all. I'm excited all based on your vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that is the short but sweet and really incredible story of Valerie Thomas. Man, that's really cool. What a genius. So cool. Valerie, Such a genius. If uh, you're listening to this, which oh my god, my fucking are. dream. <laughs> that is my dream. You're a genius, and we love you. Wow. Um, so my sources, mm -hmm. Wikipedia helped a bunch. Um, BlackInventor.com article by Gaius Chamberlain was great. Um, the NASA Space Science Data Coordinated Archive article called Valerie L. Thomas Retires, written by James L. Green. Um, there's a great article written uh, through the National Society of Black Physicists, which I love. And then biography.com. Hell yeah, man. Also, just the website blackinventor.com. Oh, so good. Use that. 
So good. Yeah. Yeah. So as a little shout out, um, my other, my other lady that didn't have like a ton of information on her. So I didn't want to do an entire um, thing. Let me make sure I get her full name. Right. Cause she's another like four name person. Um, was Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner, who was the African-American inventor who developed the sanitary belt, which was the precursor to the modern day pad. Oh, my God. Yep. And that's basically all the information about her <laughs> that Bless I could find. her, though. I know. Yikes. I know. Yeah, I really wanted to do her because I dug around for a really long time trying to find, like, a substantial amount of information about her life. Yeah. But I could really just find information about, like, she developed the precursor to the pad and that was kind of it. So but um, hey, I'm glad she did. Wow. But Hey, yeah. And so I want to shout out her. Everybody should know that that came from. Say her cool, name again. Uh, Mary Beatrice Davidson Kenner. Mary Davidson. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. my cool lady. There's been something about like the last two weeks I have found, I think like 10 or 12 women that I want to cover. Yeah. Oh yeah. They've just been like falling from everywhere. And then randomly people will message me and be like, Hey, have you seen this? I'm like, Oh my God, I love you all. Mm-hmm. But my yeah. list of women that I want to cover grew from like 30 to almost 50. That's <laughs> not true. I haven't counted anything, but it's really long. Yeah. Not a bad thing. And I'm really excited to talk about all of them. I have so many little, um, because I listen to so many podcasts at work while I'm just like doing shit. And they'll like Mm -hmm. mention some cool lady or whatever. So at my desk at work, I have just like these little sticky notes of random ladies' names with like no information behind them. Like half of them I don't remember why I wrote them down. Yes. But they're just, it's just their names just covering my desk. I go back and like re Google the name to be like, oh, right, 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 right. That was the composer or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, something about this lady struck me as really cool, but I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I have a note on my phone that's just a list of names. Mm -hmm. And it keeps getting longer and I love it just so very much. I love it. Uh, This is the best. Um, Taylor. Who is your babe yes. of the week? Um, so I think that my babe of the week has to be, and I say this not wanting at all to talk about politics or the impeachment because it will only bum me out. And that is the exact opposite of what we're here for. Yep. But I think that my babe of the week has to be Marie Ivanovich. Yeah. Because of the op-ed that she wrote in the Washington Post. I've um, heard about it, but I haven't read it go read it immediately. It's sad and it's um, kind of a call to action. And I think that it's really important. And it's just kind of like, she just kind of says like, Hey, um, people always say freedom isn't free. And that's something that we need to remember because we need to fight for things that are important. And it's just brutal and true. And I think that she is a very brave person and a really important figure now and I hope that in the not so distant future she is regarded as such so anyway without getting too deep into it I think that she has to be my my babe this week yeah man um so everybody go read her Washington Post op-ed it's 
brutal and necessary. And um, yeah. Yeah. Who's your babe? Uh, my babe is a group of babes. Um, I recently went to see a show called How to Defend Yourself that is happening right now in Chicago at Victory Gardens Theater. Everyone should go see it right now. Right this second. Right now. <laughs> turn this turn off and podcast. go watch it. It's, can you imagine doing a play that just like runs constantly throughout the day? Oh my God. Exhausting. Um, oh, brutal. Yeah. No. But it, man, it was, it was brutal. It was really, really good. Um, but it's about a group of college age kids that are taking a self-defense course because a woman that they all are connected to in different ways that you find out throughout the play, um, a woman that they all know has been raped and is in the hospital still. And so they are all kind of like obviously shaken up and afraid, but it deals with a lot of really heavy topics that need to be talked about. Um, you know, like fear and guilt and blame and consent and how it's a very complicated matter, you know? Yeah. Um, it's so good and it is so rough. There was a talk back after the performance that I went to and thankfully the woman who was leading it gave us a few minutes to just kind of like gather ourselves because I was a mess after mm-hmm. that show. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it's so good. Everyone go see how to defend yourself right now. I don't know why you're still listening to this. I already told you. Turn it off. <laughs> we go already off. told you guys. Jeez. God, do you not listen to anything that we say? Ugh. So yeah, cast and crew of how to defend yourself. You guys nailed it. It's so it's good. It's a really good one. Um, ooh, also, um, we both did it, but didn't actually discuss Happy Black History Month. Oh, yeah. We did. Look yeah. at that. Look at us. Um, so I think that we should do themed ladies again. Yeah, I'm down. Cool. Happy Black History Month, everybody. And as um, you, my mood is so lifted. Oh I am my God, so ready to go take on the world after this. I know. It's so nice. Oh, it's the best, you guys. Um... You guys, thanks for listening, and uh, go follow us on all of the things, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, all at BabetownPod. Rate, review, Um, subscribe. Fuck yeah, bud. Sorry if you can hear the uh, (laughs) alarm going on outside my (laughs) apartment building. (laughs) Hashtag Chicago. We're a a happening street for fire department and ambulances. Um, uh, I, love, I this. love this. Oh my God, gross! Ah, Barf. We're the worst. <laughs> I love you. I hope you have I a great week. You. I hope you the same. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.